Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, y'all? Welcome back to another edition of the DNVR Draft Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up. I'm Justin Michael. We've got Andre Simone back in the mix. Jake Schwanitz is here as always. Second draft pod of the week. Double the trouble. Looking forward to it. We've got a lot to talk about with uh, the college football playoff rankings, Heisman odds, and obviously some massively important games in terms of how this final season is going to play out for that. We're going to have a little bit of fun, give some of our top Thanksgiving side dishes slash desserts, the uh, playoff rankings of Thanksgiving sides, if you will. But uh, before we get into all of that, how's everybody doing? Dre, how you doing? You got the shades on. You look like you're in a jazz band. Yeah. Yeah. I wish. Um, but, you know, this time of year when you're podcasting about college football on Thanksgiving week, it kind of is like being in a jazz band because um, things really get crazy now. Things get fun. Things get crazy. We can improvise. We can play that sweet, sweet music before TCU goes on a long solo for us, winning another insane game at the end. I can't believe uh, Brian Kelly has taken LSU where they're at. In these rankings, I can't believe how good the Pac-12 has been. Can we just, can the two LA teams like rescind their wanting to go to the Big Ten? Can we call an audible on that? Well, I really uh, wish they could. They might be blocking this UCLA move. Have you seen this? Tell me, tell me everything. Yeah, it could happen. Yeah, the Board of Regents has to approve it before UCLA ultimately leaves. That's not the case with USC because they're a private school. But UCLA gets state money. So if the state determines that essentially this move is going to be so catastrophic for the rest of our schools, you know, Cal and everybody mm. else, you can't do it. You have to stick together. Otherwise, you're going to lose all your funding. It could get real complicated, but uh, it's at least on the table. Yeah. And then USC maybe becomes a little less incentivized to go because it's like, man, if we're the only Cali school, how do we fit in? Um, well, I've got hope. The I've rumor got hope. I read, the rumor I read is that if the Big Ten can't get UCLA, they're going to try it and go after Oregon. So uh, that probably is better for them, honestly. <laughs> yeah, that'd, that'd be, be rough. Yeah, that'd be rough. That'd be rough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we got a lot to get into, so let's just get started here. Thanksgiving, an elite holiday. Um, at least in terms of food, I understand there's a whole political discourse that we're not going to get into on this podcast, right? We like this week because we like college basketball. 
we like NFL football, we like college football, and we like to stuff our fat faces. So let's talk about it. What are the elite side dishes slash desserts? I didn't put turkey in the mix because then people oh, start talking about like, on. well, I like this part of turkey and not right, this, right, but it gets right. all complicated. Let's just keep it fun. Um, obviously, we're going to get into the college football playoff rankings after this, so we can kind of do it that way. What would be your one seed for Thanksgiving sides slash desserts? Uh, green bean casserole. Easy wow. Elite wow. player. Green bean That's casserole. controversial. A one seed? Yeah, as a really? one seed. That's controversial? That's, oh my I think gosh, you can make the argument that it deserves to be in the mix, but a one seed? I mean... It's the best side. What do they you They didn't mean? play anybody, Paul. They're not on conference schedule. Oh right. my gosh. <laughs> it's un- Look at the talent on the roster. <laughs> it's undefeated TCU. Um Quentin Quentin Johnston is the crispies on top of the casserole, really carrying a yes, heavy he load. Um I I guess for the one seed, I would go mashed potatoes. I think that's that's your Bama, that's your Ohio State, like you know, big. Big school, proven track record. Uh, any household might have their own slight variation, but they're all going to be pretty delicious. Is, is the gravy included, Dre? Ah, Justin, do we have a ruling on this? I was thinking of, of it as an even broader, more generic one seed. So I was thinking gravy list, but obviously for me, mm. you gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta make the little, make the little, you know. Little, little, it, yeah. uh, the little pool that I can then make my gravy puddle in and go from there. I'm a big gravy guy, so I'll say it's included if you want. But uh, you if, if you're not a gravy person, you can you can take it or it's leave it. Mm-hmm. It's it's the holiday spirit. We all need to get along. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had mashed love potatoes that. as my two seed. Um, love good. them. I mean, their their brand recognition is there. They they never let you down. They're going right. to show up. You don't have to worry about them getting blown out. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going with pumpkin pie with Cool Whip on it. Whoa. Some people don't really like pumpkin pie. Those people are Whoa. wrong. It's only available this time of year, so it's it's just I look forward to it. Seasonal. It's perfect as a leftover. Like the next day, you know, you're just sitting on the couch yeah. watching sports. Get some cold pumpkin pie. Yeah, put a little whipped good. cream on it. It's it's elite, it, and you only get it this time of year. So that's kind of what I was thinking too. Love that. I'm I'm pretty similar. Then my two seed would have been pumpkin pie. My three would have been mashed potatoes and gravy. Man. Oh wow, that's solid. That's solid. Um, I was gonna go with uh, cream spinach as my two seed. A bit of an upset here. Ooh. A bit of a kind of a one loss Pac-12 champion here, but um. You know, like if Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams and Jordan Addison are doing their thing, that that cream in the cream spinach really goes really goes a long way. So uh and then I, I think stuffing isn't getting its due. Stuffing is a three seed for me. Wow. I also had stuffing as a three seed. Yeah, so yeah. I, there you go. Well, that's my four. So I mean cornbread uh-huh. stuffing, you can't beat it. Man. All right. Love that. Love that. And I of Dude, course basic. Would have... I mean, just get that stovetop stuffing, you know, just something simple. Easy piece. I'm spoiled. My my dad is a, a badass cook to say the least. And he nice. goes all out on all dishes. Also, wild card. I don't know if y'all do this, but collard greens. My dad makes fire collard greens. We have them all the time. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be at Thanksgiving. I'm excited for them. 
I didn't expect that one, Jake, based on how pale you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't judge a book by its cover. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> and uh, I finish out my Four Seeds pumpkin pie, a little controversial. My grandma made a pumpkin chiffon pie, which Ooh. I do think is next level. Not everyone knows that. So, you know, we're, we're just going to settle with a, a classic pumpkin pie as a Four Seed. I'm happy with it. I'm happy with it. It's like a... I don't know. It's like a second SEC team, I think. The it's like a two loss Bama making yeah. win or something yeah. like that. You know, you if you put them as the four seed, you're like, how'd they end up being the four seed? But you understand right. why they're there still. The name recognition is huge. Um, just huge. Yeah. Uh, right up there with mashed potatoes. So and true upset ability over the number one if pumpkin pies in the oh, four slot. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, no one wants to play that four seed pumpkin pie. There's no doubt about that. That's danger for my, sure. Uh, my four seed is kind of out of left field, but I did want to just pay tribute to my family out in Kansas. I haven't got to have Thanksgiving with my family because of the way the football schedule works in about five years, but it's a big deal in the Michael family. They got about 80 people. My grandpa had like nine brothers and sisters. They had a million kids, so it's it's a big deal. Uh, we have what's called butter balls. It's really just matzo ball soup. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't find that out till I was an adult and I thought this was like something. And then I tried it and I was like, Oh, I love this. And they're like, you like, you like matzo ball soup? Apparently so. Um, I've I've never heard of anybody else having it at Thanksgiving. Um, but it it was my favorite when I was a kid. So shout out to them and shout out to everybody listening. Hope you guys enjoy the holidays. Yes. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. We love you. All right, let's get into uh, the co- that was fun, but uh, let's get into the college football playoff rankings, which really didn't change a ton. I mean, the top four stayed exactly the same from last week. We did have some significant shuffling just outside the top four, though, and uh, I was very interested that LSU jumps all the way to five despite uh, having two losses. They go ahead of USC. I mean, USC is two points away from being undefeated. But to me, this says mm-hmm. the selection committee does not trust that Trojans defense. And they've said, said as well, much. Those are the direct quotes. The defense is, is they the issue. they put that out there? Yep. Yep. That's a direct that quote. Makes sense. Yep. I think we're looking for a stronger showing by the defense, uh, Corrigan said. As a committee, a more dominant win in those situations to continue to move forward. I have some stats I'd like to throw out. This is from Cole Kubelik of the SEC Network. He put this out last night after the rankings come out. He said USC football has run 775 plays this season. Trojans are second in the nation with 513 yards per game. They have lost four turnovers the entire season, four, and their plus 20 turnover margin leads the nation. Wow. I mean, I get the concerns about the defense, but I've been saying it going back to week one. Yeah. Week one, this team creates turnovers. They take care of the ball. They have probably the best quarterback in the country right now, draft eligible or not. Caleb Williams right. is incredible. 1A or 1B. Um, I mean, it's him or Stroud, probably. I Yeah, I agree. And offense rules the game. Like, as leaky as their defense can be, I think their offense is at an like just at another notch that outs again outside of Ohio State they're kind of in a tier of their own um but it comes down to quality wins right Justin so like the LSU wins over Sippy and Bama 
carry more weight than this most recent win against UCLA and then what's USC's other best win? Um, is it? Well, uh, they play or, Notre Dame this weekend. Well, they play Notre Dame. So you'd think that that third quality win should go should go far. And the Utah loss. I mean, it's they barely you lose to Utah, but I don't think the committee cares all that much about that. Caleb Williams plus one ten, CJ Stroud minus one ten in terms of the the updated Heisman odds, pretty much everywhere. After that, I mean Blake Corum plus fifteen hundred, Max Duggan plus three thousand. Jake and I talked about that a little mm-hmm. bit on the last podcast. I'll throw this out to you real quick, Dre, since you weren't there. Let's say Ohio State loses and potentially loses significantly at home. Let's also say that USC falls to Notre Dame. They just can't stop the run. Maybe, you know, turn the ball over, something like that. Is there a path to the Heisman for Max Duggan at plus 3,000? If they run the table and win the Big 12 and that following scenario plays out, I feel like it is possible, but I also just don't know if he's going to have, for lack of a better term, enough like sex appeal to, you know, really land the cover here. I think so. I think there's a third caveat you need to add, though, is if C.J. Strout and the Buckeyes lose and lose by a point or three touchdowns, I don't think it really matters. Like C.J. Stroud, to me, in this Michigan game, needs to have a Heisman moment. I don't feel like that Heisman moment has really been there yet. Um, The other caveat, though, is does Blake Corum go off on the other side? Because that's a real, like, the Heisman's kind of being played out, but Blake might not even be healthy enough to suit up, right? No, yeah, he's questionable at this point. I mean, I I imagine he'll play. Him and Donovan Edwards are both, they're being kind of coy about their their situation in typical Harbaugh style. But I don't know, when you think about Heisman moments, like Mac Duggan, Max Duggan, I can't say his name apparently, single-handedly, well, I don't want to say single-handedly, but I mean, he's had those peak moments, you know, where he's driven TCU down the field in the final two minutes where he's creating, you know, with his legs. It's interesting to me that it jumps all the way to plus 3,000 for him. I mean, I guess that that alone should be telling at this point that Vegas says it's not a possibility, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess it, it's it feels more realistic to me than the the odds we're getting. When we did the show on Monday, though, Justin, it was plus 4,000. I mean, that's a pretty significant jump still. And look, I know it's the buffs. It's Colorado. But TCU in the first half against Colorado was a completely different team than in the second half when Max Duggan came in and just started running the ball all over. It really opened up their offense. And it's it's an underrated moment in the season because they did start Chandler Morris to start the year. Sonny Dyke started the wrong quarterback. He's lucky he got hurt. Otherwise, this wouldn't really be happening. Yeah, I mean, there is a good case for that. Um, and I mean, they've, if you watch TCU, like they've had to pull some, they've had to pull some out. You worry maybe Stenson Bennett kind of comes in and cleans up. And what's crazy is Hendon Hooker, like in retrospect, I think Hendon Hooker's resume feels better than any of those, but he's now injured. I was talking to you, Jake, at the office yesterday. I feel like Hooker hasn't had a Heisman moment since like October. Heisman moments need to come November on. Like that's where you capture kind of the imagination and everything. So it's been a weird one. It's been like there are se- several worthy candidates, but 
none that really slap you in the face as like, man, he's he's the guy we'll remember as the Heisman. Is Jaden Daniels a plus 4,000 worth entertaining if LSU somehow knocks off Georgia in the SEC title game and he goes crazy? I think you would still need Ohio State and all the other stuff we talked about to play out, but is that more realistic to you than Duggan? If he goes crazy, I think so. Um, But to me, he's not a real... Like, thus far, his resume doesn't make him a candidate. He's been way too up and down. He's in there by association. Yeah, it's just exactly. because LSU has the exactly. wins and yep. there isn't really like that guy this year that's kind no. of taken over. Like if Jake Hayner would have been healthy, I legitimately think he might have been the Heisman winner this year. But he, he missed most of like the season. 45 touchdowns, yeah. And he's they're still going to win the Mountain West potentially. It's him coming back what he's been able to do has been impressive. I don't know. It's just been a weird year. Like there just really hasn't been anybody that ran away with it. And if if Ohio State runs the table, they win the Big Ten. I can't say I'd be mad if CJ Stroud won it, but it, it sure feels boring. It, it's yeah, it feels a little lame. It feels a little like NFL MVP more than Heisman. Uh, to me, it's Caleb Williams. They take care of business against Notre Dame. I don't even care about the Pac-12 championship. He, to me, if you're up late enough to watch what he's doing, is He's that's the most the, electrifying that's the player fucking in Heisman football. right there. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, you want to I just don't know if he's going to have the eyes on him. It's I know what it comes I mean, he is going to have if they beat Notre Dame, at least this game has some juice now with Notre Dame rattling off this win streak. And then the Pac-12 championship game would matter because it's going to impact the playoff ranking, so at least he'll have that, but he's got to ball out. If he balls out these next 2 weeks, I think he's going to win it. Because he elevates his team in a way that Stroud just doesn't. And I'm not like trying to knock CJ Stroud. It's just Jake and I talked about this the other day. Like, he, how many times have we watched Bryce Young essentially single handedly pull a rabbit out of a hat and help Bama win a game? Blake Corum's even had some of those moments where he's been so single handedly dominant. Yeah. It just kind of feels like CJ does the job and they've got a ton of talent around him. And maybe that's unfair to knock it against him. But like you said, you need those moments. And he just doesn't have it yet. Yeah. I mean, people, a lot of this is Lincoln Riley, but people kind of forget last year, this team, USC, only had four wins. They beat Arizona, they beat Colorado, Washington State, and San Jose State. They had Keaton Slovis and Jackson Dart at quarterback. Oh. The, I mean, Lincoln Riley's do a lot of respect. He's do a lot of credit in this. But the way that Caleb Williams has come in and just elevated this team, yeah, he's got the receivers and stuff, is... He's really taken this team to another plane. I mean, than oh, yeah. where they were last year. And what trajectory this program was on is completely different now. No doubt. Well, unfortunately, due to state laws, you can't bet on the Heisman in Colorado. What you can bet on is just about everything else. And you can do it with our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Oh, yeah. Guys, the NBA season is heating up. There's still so many unknown future. Uh, there's the whole... I completely biffed this read. There's so much to be found out about the NBA this season. Action is just getting started. That's what I'm trying to say. Hell if you yeah. want to get in on the action, do so with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. What's really cool is new customers can get $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win. You're going to get $150 if they do. Just find the best matchup. There are teams in the NBA that are literally trying to lose. Find that one. Find who they're playing. Put $5 on it win 150 get that bankroll up. 
Check this out, though. Everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings Stepped Up Same Game Parlay. All you got to do is go to the app, place a Stepped Up Same Game Parlay today, and you can boost multiple bets like which team is going to win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the more the winnings. It's really simple. Download the app now, sign up with the code DNVR, place a $5 pregame money line bet on the NBA team to win their game, get $150 in free bets if they do. That code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Also, shout out to our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR, where beers mm. are on tap and regular seltzers are being sold in the bar. You guys know we love our Breck brews. I am a huge Mountain Beach sour guy. I will be drinking that beer Amen. throughout the fall and winter months, but it is vanilla Porter Jr. season. If you're into Strawberry Sky Juice Drop IPA, check out their beer locator at breckbrew.com and find all of those great brews near you today. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, just real quick before we move on, start talking about some of these games. Is there a way in which Clemson falls into the playoff or at eight, are we safe from avoiding them? I just don't want to see it. They need it's a so ton boring. of things to go their way. A ton of things. Because um, a win over North Carolina doesn't mean anything at this point after North Carolina fell to Georgia Tech. And yeah, no, but I feel pretty good at this point. Start with South Carolina, who just thumped Tennessee. That might mean a smidge more than we thought. Um, you need Georgia to run the table. You need TCU to lose. You definitely need USC to lose. And then we, can start, then we can start talking. You're probably rooting for Ohio State over Michigan. Buckeyes are going to have a stronger resume. So one loss Michigan that's excluded from the Big Ten Championship is going to be easier hypothetically to outbid than um, a one loss Ohio State who's excluded from the Big Ten Championship. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely possible. It's I, I think the musts are Georgia running the table and USC losing to Notre Dame or in the Pac-12 Championship. And then we can start talking. Still kind of an outside. So if you're Clemson, you're just you're voting for all your typical college football playoff buddies to win, you know, Georgia, Notre Dame, the teams we've already seen. They yep. they want the chalkiest of chalk outcomes. Ohio State. Yep. Yep. And then you hope that with Georgia at one, Ohio State at two, LSU's out the mix now, USC's out the mix now. I don't know. Would they get in over a two loss Bama? I don't know. That's the thing. And I, I think, conference champion. I think they'd have to. And oh, whoever loses uh, Michigan, Ohio State, I kind of think you need to give them the edge over Clemson. I would too. I think, and I'm a Bama guy, but I I would argue that if you're a if you're a Michigan or Ohio State fan, you have a stronger you have a stronger argument than any. At least you know you played Penn State. I know Michigan State doesn't mean shit this year, but it's it's not like some of those SEC wins are that great. Like how flawed is Ole Miss's defense? You know, Mississippi State, you know, they you can move the ball on them. Like I get the talent is elite, but a lot of those teams are down too. I mean, Florida's been erratic. I just I think the Tennessee's the big out now too. Yeah. Yep. Tennessee's I, out. I feel bad for Tennessee, man. Like it's 
it's essentially just going to go down as like a normal season. They can't, they're not going to get in the playoffs. They can't win the the conference championship. Probably not even going to get a New Year's Six Bowl at this point. Yep, an Outback Bowl with a backup quarterback, man. Yeah. Sucks. That is the typical bowl experience for 85% of college football fans. So yes. when your season crumbles in November, you fall just short of what you were hoping for. And you end up playing a meaningless exhibition with like 70% of your original team. Clemson plus 230 to make the playoffs. USC and Michigan plus 155 for SC plus 150 for Michigan to make the playoffs. That seems like nice odds. Just take the Michigan money line this weekend, then, because they're plus two seventy five. If you That's think they're going to make the playoff, insane. That's insane. Let's it's the same. We were talking about it on Monday. It's the same line as last year. It's seven and a half Ohio State. It's like the same team archetypes. It's a lot of just running it back. So let me ask you this: Last year being in the Big why House, why should you be confident in Ohio yes. State? I'm sorry, um, I, I they have it. It's all fine. They've got the advantage on the outside. Uh, wide receiver, obviously. They've got huge, huge quarterback. advantage. Yes. Yeah. So better quarterback, better receiving core. As yeah. I said on Monday, Michigan's defensive backfield just not up to par as where it's been in some years. The pass rush is there, however. So, I mean, if Stroud gets rolling and he gets these receivers involved to Jackson Smith and Jigba plays, I don't know his status, so sorry if that's bad info, but that's that's the path for Ohio State to win. So big playability. Big playability for Ohio State is like at a whole other level. And they've got a great pass rush, which I think on defense, the thing that scares you most about Ohio State for Michigan is like they're going to be able to compete in the trenches. They're going to be able to get after it. And the last thing you want to do is trail to this Buckeyes team because then they can pin their ears back. And I don't think you trust J.J. McCarthy to drop back 30 times a game. You know, that that's the book. And the Michigan book is like ground and pound them to death. Control the clock, control the tempo, ground and pound them, exhaust them. It's my usual Python analogy. You know, slowly but surely, like, get them, wear them down. And by the fourth quarter, the, you know, uh, everything starts to break open and you you impose your will. And it's a, it's an all-time Harbaugh, old-school Michigan win at the shoe. Uh, which is a whole different thing than doing it in the big house like this. 100%. This would put JH like in a pretty elite stratosphere of Michigan coaches, especially over the last 30 years. I mean, he, he'd be like at the top of Mount Olympus at this point. Can they do it? Yes, Where, they where's can. your gut? They yeah. definitely can. I've been leaning Michigan all year, but then you get to this week. You look at the big playability. JJ McCarthy scares you a little bit. You know, I'm a little, I've kind of got cold feet, but I, it has felt to me like this was again, Michigan's year. Um, so I want to stick to that, but ah, the outright money line scares the shit out of me. Like I feel much better taking Michigan. Like, Plus three and a half at plus 145. That feels good. Like, I think this will be really close. Um, I also think the under at under 56 and a half feels good. How do you see I this? I like Michigan. Mike, Jay Mike? I like Michigan. I, ah, fuck. 
JJ McCarthy scares right. me, and I already kind of went into some of that. Like, I agreed for all the same points. You don't trust him to drop back and pick you apart. I also don't think that the staff is going to ask him to do that. I think so long as they have one of Corum and or um, Donovan Edwards, you know, they're going to run the hell out of the ball. It's going to be a lot of play action. It's going to be a lot of zone read. It's going to be opportunities mm-hmm. where JJ can get in, you know, be on the move and try and move the pocket, try avert some of that pressure. And I think they're just going to keep it simple. I, I just don't think they're going to ask him to do a ton. Now, if you get down and then all of a sudden you need him to do more as a passer, that's, that's, that's where this game could kind of get haywire for Michigan because they're just not built to win that way. But I just think when you look at this offensive line, when you look at Ohio State, yeah, they are solid, you know, in the pass rush. I like those edge guys. They do kind of give up some running yards, though. Like, they, they are a little bit susceptible up the gut. This Michigan mm-hmm. team can just maul you when they're rolling. And when they get going, it's insane. Like, what they did to Penn State, what they've done to some pretty decent defenses. Not yeah. like, you know, not the, it's not like Georgia or anything like that. But I don't know, man. I just, I think their style of football wins at this time of year. And maybe that's just because inherently I'm a Saban guy. I've been watching Bama for 20 years, and this is how I like to watch teams play. But I am all in on it. And I just am not that in on Stroud. Yeah. I'm all on my boys, man. Give me the the plus seven and a half. Give me the But history says, history says that Ohio State wins this game like by a touchdown or two, unfortunately. I don't know. The gap feels closer between Michigan and Ohio State than it's ever been at any point of our lifetime. And I think Harbaugh deserves a lot of credit. I think him and him and Kelly both, you know, I think they're easy to meme. I think they're easy targets. And I like to make fun of both of them too, but these are damn good football coaches. Very good. Yeah. I was on LSU and Kelly to start the year, man. You got it rolling. I didn't think it'd be this fast, but you got it rolling. Just think of that Florida State game, man. How crazy. I mean, they'd really they'd really be right there if that L wasn't on their resume. Um and even Florida State's looking a lot better too. Like yep, that loss yep. doesn't feel as bad as it not at know, all. early on in week one. We're like, oh God, this is where LSU's yeah. at. And They've now it's like, it yeah, it's unfortunate, but forty seven right. degrees in Columbus. Kind of balmy. Not necessarily the ground and pound uh, weather we'd like. Yeah, I wish the it sand. was going to be like 15 and Just, snowy. Yeah. Michigan hasn't won in Columbus yep. since 2000. Wow. That's a long time. Jake. Every streak ends at some point. It does. It does. You're damn right. Um, what are we watching over over break? Lots of Thanksgiving and more importantly, Black Friday action. Well, the Egg Bowl is going to be a lot of fun. I mean, it's not necessarily a game that has a lot of impact. I have I have to cover CSC New Mexico Friday afternoon. Rams have not lost to the Lobos in over a decade. Let's Hopefully go. they can end the season on a high note. Um, could be the end of the Danny Gonzalez era, potentially, at New Mexico. They've been struggling offensively. We'll kind of have to see. You got Rocky Long on staff. If you could convince him to just take the head coaching gig, I would... I would do that. Um, again. Yeah. I'm again. like in uh I'm like in North Carolina State, North Carolina at 1 30 yeah. on Friday. 
That'll be a fun one. Drake May has been making plays. Yep. Josh Downs. There's some excitement. I like that game on my uh, Friday slate. Good quarterback matchup, right? And I mean, I like the Egg Bowl yep. that Justin mentioned, the Pirate against Kiffin. You know, I'm not going to pass that up on Thanksgiving Day. My that sprinkle- could be like a 50-50 game. I mean, neither of those defenses can <laughs> stop anybody. Oh, ha- over 60 and a half, hammer away. Yeah, I you mean, in this, Justin? I, mean, this, I think it might oh. be oh easy. I would take. I might even take an extended over, like over seventy or something, and just yeah. try and get some crazy odds on it. Like, what I about? Know. I just I don't see a way in which they don't each score forty. What's our G five experts say about Tulane at Cincy? Number nineteen at number twenty four. Big one here. They like play for a New Year's six. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, uh, I feel like Cincy at home, That's this is kind of classic G5 Cinderella story coming to an end. You're going against the established brand, a well-coached defense. Yeah, This Cincy team is not what they were last year, but they're still pretty solid, and they just kind of wear you down. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like Cincy at Cincinnati to pull it off, but we could I don't want to root against matchup. Tulane. We could get this matchup again uh, the weekend after in the conference title game too. At the as it currently stands, they're both on the top of the conference. So someone's got to lose. It all depends on what UCF and Houston do. But we could get this matchup again. Yeah, and what's crazy is UCF's ranked as well. Um, I'm all in on that Tulane offense. Uh, more than anything, I'd probably take the over 47. I would too. I think a little too much respect for for Cincy's D and the fact that Thanksgiving weekend, I'm going with some counterintuitive overs. I think that says a lot because this is under season. So we're getting, we're sharpening up. We see you book. We're going the other way. We know what direction you want us (laughs) to go. And we're, we're going the opposite. Boom. This guy's smart and ball knower over here. Border (laughs) war, Oregon, Oregon state. That one feels awesome. Yes. Jake, start us off. That's one of the games of the weekend. Of the Beavers week. Outright. Beavers outright. Um, Nick's been injured. He's been playing well to his credit, but he hasn't been able to run the ball last week. He only ran it for one positive attempt, and that was at the very end of the game to clinch the win. This Oregon State team, man, they've got legitimate speed. They've got a push on the offensive line. They've got guys on defense. It's really just about if Branson can actually make some throws and make some plays at quarterback. Uh, I think Damian Martinez can run on this team. It, Oregon State's greatly improved in this rivalry matchup. Oregon's got something to play for. You know the Beavers are going to come to play. Yeah. I have lost so much money on bad beats with Oregon State this year. I like this team. Tough. They're physical. They're my type of team. I love Musgrave. I love the run game. They're one of the best teams against the spread in the country. Them. Yeah. Yeah, they cover, but yeah, I've they're... had them to pull some upsets that they've blown a bunch of times. Um, I just don't know if I trust the quarterback to make the throws when it's all said and done. And that's where I'm hesitant here. They're one of my favorite turnarounds of the last two, three years. Um, just like incredible what they've done. Um, also like huge shout out to what TCU's done. If you want to come talk turnarounds, like insane. Um, and watch hard spot too, like moving on from a legend and bringing in, you know, like that almost never goes well. Never, never, never. I mean, 
you know, like they're they're lucky the starting quarterback gets injured against you. Like this kind of happened by accident. It's insane. Um okay, so we like the Beavers outright, just insane, and not so fast, my friend. Uh I mean, I the, love the plus three. Those are some sneaky beavers over there. Okay, plus three. We went over um Michigan, Ohio State, Auburn, Bama, Iron Bowl. Give me the give me the Tigers, dude. Plus twenty two. This Bama team has not been able to cover some spreads. I'm not feeling it. They haven't been yeah, worthy of the big spread. spreads. Yeah. No. I don't I don't understand it. Every week. Every week we're getting a three score spread. And it it's not even fun because it's like, so what am I so I bet on the other team to cover against them? Like I don't want to do that. That's I hate this spread. Uh this game makes me feel nervous because Bama's in that, like, we don't really have much to play for territory, and Auburn's in that, let's ruin their season even worse territory. I'd like Alabama to win, but stay away from that spread. Yeah, that might be a let it play out live bet the tide if things get a little sneaky. Um, LSU A&M, I'm hammering hammering the Aggies at plus 10. Um, LSU just hasn't earned it. On the road, you ranked in the top five. This is exactly the kind of team that falters and is maybe reading its news clippings just a little too much. Also classic, like, pile on... Uh, you know, a program that's pretty good because they've been doing bad. You know, we enjoy seeing Jimbo Fisher and AM collectively fail, like as a college football fan base, mm-hmm. just because of the way he came out. So it's, I'm with Dre there. That's at home getting 10. That's a little too much disrespect. This AM team, for as flawed as they are, it's not like they don't have talent all over the freaking field. Yeah. 100%. LSU, man. Uh, what's that freshman's name? Perkins on defense. That guy is a freaking He's insane, beast, man. <laughs> Holy cow. Um, I love the analysis, though. I'm with you guys. I'm going to take plus 10 Aggies. USC, yeah. five and a half point favorites over Notre Dame at home. Where are you guys at on this one? Plus five and a half all the way, right? Oh, man. I was going to lean to USC. I know, but USC. I like USC to win, but to cover yeah. makes me feel hesitant. They've just been close game kings. It feels like Notre Dame's peaking is, at the right is, time. House money game too. Like it is less than a touchdown though, and you get Caleb Williams, Jordan Addison. I mean, they lose Travis Dye. They just plug in all these other guys at running back that run for a hundred yards. Fair. I don't Notre know. Dame has a... covered the spread in thirteen of its last fourteen November games. Oh, fuck. What okay. a stat. Um, what a stat. Oh, my God. We've convinced. It's got to end at some point. <laughs> All right. You know, USC minus five and a half. I love the Go conference. Go with your guy, allegiance. man. Caleb Williams is definitely the difference in this game. It's just by how much is he the difference. Yeah. I do think you maybe could get a late backdoor cover if you're USC where they're up. Notre Dame's driving. USC does force turnovers. They force a lot of pick sixes, too. Yeah. Um, Banking on a pick six to cover is insane, but I'm just saying the 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 possibility is there, especially because as as well as this Notre Dame offense is playing, like it's not like you really fear them like going 85 yards on you through the air. Right, right. Um, Drew Pine, right? That's who our yeah. Notre Dame starting quarterback is. Yeah, give me Caleb Williams. No chance. Yeah, fair enough. I guess there's that blowout factor. 
Fun ones, Apple Cup, Washington, Washington State, uh, Kansas, Kansas State. That felt like it would have been a bigger game a couple weeks ago. Um, I mean, K-State's still trying to play their way into the Big 12 championship game. Yeah. Um, I mean, good they teams. They still play spoilers. No, good teams for sure. So It's going to be a great weekend. It's one of those all-time weekends, man. Mm-hmm. I can't wait, man. This is what it's all about. Okay, so... The- Final, it is what it's all about. I'm sorry to cut you off, Justin. Um, final okay. playoff predictions, and then who do you have the Broncos drafting at 20 in the last part? Uh, the Northwestern tackle kept falling to us. Skaransky. Yeah. Yeah. He's a guard, but and then we yeah. take yeah. and then Joey I mean, Porter Jr. Um yeah. a couple oh. of times. He's my guy. I just like him. No, he's great. Can you go cornerback to like again? I don't fuck. I don't know. Feels like a Peyton move. There's so I mean, many good defenses this year in the league, too. I just feel like should you rank you offensive might, players differently now? Bijan. Maybe. Bijan. Justin, you threw him out. I mean, Bijan was intriguing there. Jackson Smith and Jigbo was intriguing that spot too. Um it's it's interesting because I think Damari Mathis's kind of emergence and really just recovering from that four pass interference game has been huge. I would trust him going into next year in the spot that he's in. Um, is Darby under contract? Do they get him back? Sure? One more year, but they have a pretty juicy out where they'd save some some good cap on Darby. Um, With his injury history, it's kind mm, of a... Uh, safety could be in the mix, too. Um, God. Hard not to go O-line. Hard not to go O-line. I've been watching the Lions this three-game win streak. It's just like, oh, man. Benny Sewell and those boys are moving nice, man. They're they're just beating up mm-hmm. on people. Would be would be nice to have some of that. Would be real nice. Dude, the Lions are a quarterback away from being a real... I mean, with the talent they have at the skill positions, the trenches, they need to figure out their defense, obviously. The defense, they don't stop coming anybody. Along. But, they're coming along. Jameson's... Jameson's coming too. Yep. Yep. Jameson's coming. Um, no, there's some fun, like kind of frisky young teams in the NFL right now that we look over to and it's like, oh man, that seems a lot funner than what we're dealt with. Um, like the bears, the bears feel fun. Oh, these don't days. get me started. I please. won't. I won't. I would never. Um, <laughs> final, <laughs> final right, four predictions. Final yeah. Justin, start um, us off. I am going Georgia, Michigan. Yeah, we all took Michigan. TCU. Uh huh. Ohio State. I say both big wow. teams, 10 teams get in. Interesting. I'm not far off. I'd be Georgia, Michigan up to two after the win. TCU goes up to three. And then I'll get USC. That's mine. That's mine. Honestly, more so than USC, I, I worry about TCU screwing that prediction up. They're they're so like yeah, there's a team of destiny. So but many. Yes, yes. Yeah. At some point, the I've lived long enough pumpkin. to see an undefeated Big Twelve team, all the hype, and then you get into Thanksgiving week and 
Oklahoma State gets upset and Baylor gets upset. And I've seen it from TCU before. Texas Tech, you know, we go way back when with the Pirate. I've seen uh, this you just, you movie just talked me before. Out of it. I've seen this they're movie gonna, before. They're going to fall. If, if not this week in the Big 12 championship. Yeah, right, I'm, I'm switching it up then. I'm changing I'm taking it. TCU out and I'm going... Three four. I'm going USC, Ohio State four. Ohio State sneaks in as the four seed after falling to Michigan, yeah. or Michigan sneaks in as the four seed. Yeah. Vice versa. That's a great playoff. I just talked that's myself. A, that's a fun playoff. Oh, it's an all blue bloods, but it's it's less SEC heavy than where we usually are. Yep. Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, USC. That is fun. That's really fun. Who would you, uh, um, who would TCU play in the Big Twelve championship? Well, they're probably um, going to play Kansas, Kansas State, State, assuming yeah. Kansas State beats K- KU this weekend. And Kansas State was up over TCU before Martinez went down. They were up 10 points. Yeah. yeah. Jaden Daniels back for Kansas, though. <sighs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, Texas might scare me more. Because if Kansas State, State was my preseason Big Twelve champion pick, that's um, right, Justin. Milano. I'm just hoping I get lucky on that one. Not even lucky. I believed in their defense and I believed in their run game, and that's what carried them. But uh, maybe it plays out. Yeah, like if K State loses and Texas wins, I think it's Texas and Texas. I think it is. That's a scarier matchup if you're a yeah, TCU fan. In a rematch, that's a scary one. Shit. Damn it, Horn Frogs. I mean, they kicked their ass. Like, I know that was a 17 point game, but that that was like a 30 point game, how it felt when TCU whooped up on Texas. But that's even scarier, right? Yes, it makes you feel even worse. You overlook them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wow. uh, It's all right here, boys. It's all right here. Crazy. Yeah. With those scenarios we talked about, do you think the world could handle a potential Michigan-Ohio State national championship? That would be ridiculous. Might cause a civil war. All of a sudden, (laughs) you make a case for the playoffs. Like The playoffs have really offered us nothing different from the previous formats. That would be the kind of matchup that it's like, oh, shit. I guess the playoffs are kind of worth it because you get... You potentially get like Ohio State, Michigan national championships. I guess we've had like LSU, Bama natties, basically. So like it's not it's not that crazy. Alabama, Georgia, but it's yeah. not yeah, it's not Michigan, Ohio State. You know, <laughs> no, it's like not. the Yankees, the Yankees, <laughs> yeah. Red Sox, World yes. Series, if that were possible. Which yeah, Broncos, Raiders, know. Super Bowl. Um, oh my yeah, it's God. insane, man. It's insane. Get ready for the chaos. This is where it all begins. Get ready for the chaos. This is why we love this shit. Um, Yeah, no, it's uh, I'm glad you guys got to talk draft more in the last. So, so we could get more college football heavy because yeah, it's just, it's that time of year. Cannot wait. Um, Friday is going to be an all timer at the bar. Justin's going to be covering the Rams. We'll have us men's national team abs nuggets. It's all going down, man. It's just incredible. It is going down. Shout out to all you. Follow all our content. Become a diehard today. Get all kinds of sweet benefits, discounts, opportunities. You name it. It is a sick opportunity. Also, check out all of our content. Because if you're not a member, if you're not a diehard yet, 
there's just going to be some stuff you can check out. We have way more free content. Yes. Really looking forward to it. Yes. College basketball season is obviously heating up. Yeah. Rams and Buffs kind of bit uh high variance at the moment. They're young teams, but that also makes for really intriguing outcomes when you just don't know what's going to happen any given night. For my guys on the draft pod, shout out to all of you. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. 